everybody. Welcome to the Witching Hour. This is Patty Negri, and you are now at a time where magic happens. We have a great guest for you this week, Denny Sargent. You might remember him. He was on before with his werewolf book. Now we're talking Tantra. But before I bring on Denny, where's Patty? Because if I don't look, I don't know. And I want to tell you. If you are watching this in or listening in the week we first drop, which is the week of Monday, July 10th, 2023. Yep, the year is more than half over and I still can't talk. Um, I am home right now. I am home for the week. I'm actually home for a couple weeks. Um, but Saturday on the 15th, if you are in the Los Angeles area, something really crazy special. Me and my friend, Linda the Ghost Hunter, you might know her from the Ellen Show and all sorts of amazing things. We work together with the Overnight Crew. We are doing a first time ever seance and ghost hunt at the very haunted and very historic Woman's Club of Hollywood. It's in the heart of Hollywood. It's over a hundred years old. All the stars used to go there. It was the first school of Hollywood. It's had fires and everything that goes with a haunted place. And Saturday, uh, no, Sunday the 16th, sorry, I gave you the wrong day. Sunday the 16th, join us. If right now we have a special that if you buy one ticket, you get the second ticket half price. So it's a great deal, a great evening out and be the first ever to do this with us. But the day before, the day before, if you are still in the Los Angeles area, Willow is racing at Los Alamitos Racecourse. We are vying to be the fastest wiener in the West. We are hoping she does not repeat last year being wrong way Willow and getting to the lead and then turning around. So, so far in practices this year, we have our fingers crossed. But that is this Saturday, July 15th. So Los Alamitos Racecourse on Friday. On Saturday, my days are off, but you guys just keep listening. And on Sunday, the Hollywood Women's Club. Wednesday, stay home and watch us. Watch the Witches Movie Coven. Yes, we are doing, I don't know what we're doing. Oh, we're doing, start, we're starting to do TV series, witchy TV series. Um, I think we might be, I don't know what we're doing. It doesn't matter. Grab a drink, grab your black goat, grab a blankie, grab your merchandise from Mystery Control, our Witches Movie Coven, and let's talk movies. Um, right after that, I'm teaching a goddess series class with Sebastian. We are doing the goddess Babylon. Maybe you don't know her. Maybe you do. Maybe you've heard the word Babylon spelled different. So that is Wednesday. It's a double hit day. Go from the Witches Movie Coven to that. Oh, wait, the day before, Tuesday, is your house messy? And I don't mean does it need dusting. I mean energetically. I'm doing a house and space clearing class on Tuesday, University Magicus, right online, on Zoom, right here. Super affordable, super fun, small, intimate classes where we are together. Go to magicu.com org or universitymagicus.com and you could sign up for the Tuesday's house clearing, the Wednesday goddess, Saturday I'll see you live, Sunday I will see you live, and next month join me in New Orleans for Hexfest, the big witch gathering. It's with Christian Day. Everybody who's anybody is coming to New Orleans to learn, to study, to do fun things. I'm teaching three different classes and a panel. And uh, 
I've never been in New Orleans at that time of year, so I cannot wait. So join us there. Go to hexfest.com and you can get it. Later in the month, join me in Michigan, way upper peninsula Michigan at Michigan Paracon. That's one of the biggest ones in the country. That's one of the biggest ones in the world. It's one of the funnest ones. It's one of my favorite. It'll be my third year doing it. Everybody's coming. Everybody. And hopefully you. And I will be there. So check it out, myparacon.com. Um, if all of this is too much for you, and I keep telling you the wrong days and dates anyway, go to pattynegri.com. It is all listed there, the upcoming calendar. Sign up for my newsletter. I only send things out once a month or once every two months with things like my schedule and magic lessons. And um, that's where I am, right here with you. Join me. I'm a winner, I'm a wiener. I'm a winner, I'm a wiener. And I always start with a yawn. Welcome to the Willow Report. Yes, the Willow Report of early July. Guess what this week is about? Racing Willow. This is it. We are down to the last few days before the big race at Los Alamitos Racecourse, where Willow is vying to be the fastest wiener in the West. Yes, indeed. I think we have some TV appearances this week. We have some practice races this week. And then the whole enchilada when she races in front of a full cheering crowd that goes willow, 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 willow. Right? Maybe? Is it going to go straight? Not be wrong way, willow. We have been practicing. We have been yawning. We have our fingers crossed and high hopes. Even if she goes the wrong way, it's okay. But I keep telling her if she goes the right way and if she wins, she can win the great big red and yellow doghouse shaped like a wiener schnitzel hot dog stand. And who doesn't want that? We do. I'm a winner, I'm a wiener. I'm a winner, I'm a wiener. <laughs> That's the Willow Report. everybody for today's magic lesson we are doing floating candle magic floating candle magic floating candles you've seen them you can get them anywhere from drug stores to craft stores to magic stores floating candles sometimes they're little like this they're bigger size sometimes they're the shape of hearts sometimes they're the shape of roses and what they are really good for is releasing and letting go um, cord cutting. There's so much we hold on to that we don't want to hold on to. Ex loves, bad thoughts, pain, everything. And it's hard to let go of sometimes. This is the easiest cord cutting spell and magic that I know. So get yourself any kind of, I, I buy them at stores like Michael's where you can buy a whole little cloth bag and there's like 10 or 12 in it, inexpensive. So buy yourself some floating candles. I don't know how they're different than regular candles, except that they float. Yes, itty bitty tea lights actually kind of do float, but you can hardly ride on them. They're very small. So go wild if you can get yourself a floating candle. So think of what you want to let go of, a, a bad a relationship gone bad, trauma from your childhood, a bad job, fear, anger, resentment, 
illness, anything that you're just going, this is part of my thought process or my being or my energy field. I don't want it anymore. I don't need it anymore. So think of all the stuff that you want. I sometimes will get paper and I'll draw and I'll make sigils and all sorts of things. But the basics of it is everything that you want to get rid of. And you could put people's names on it. I don't do bad magic. You know that. So if you write Bob on here, you're not doing anything bad to Bob. You are cutting your cords to Bob. It won't even change your relationship with Bob. What it'll do is cut all your negative cords. So on your little candle, I want you to carve whatever it is you want to release and let go of. Again, people's names, attributes like illness, sadness, fear, guilt, unworthiness, Bob, whatever it is. Carve it with anything, a little toothpick, an ice pick. Um, actually, ballpoint pins, plain old inexpensive ballpoint pins work really great. It waxes up, it messes up the point, but they work really well in a cheap little ballpoint pen. So with passion, remember all our spell working. You don't just write, oh, I'll be right, Bob. I'm letting go of my, my fear of Bob, my hate of Bob, my love of Bob, whatever it is, you to them. So carve it with passion. I always set up a nice sacred space. I might light another candle. I might light some incense or not, but just set up your space that I am doing ritual sacred spell working. So carve what you want in the candle and then get a bowl out of the kitchen or the cupboard. I like to get sometimes the prettiest bowl I have because it's pretty to release things you don't want and need, but get it. It could be your cereal bowl. Get a bowl out, of, fill it up with water, Remember, what is the water element? Emotion. What are all the cords that we have attached by? Emotion, memories and emotion, cords, cords, cords. So get your bowl, fill it up with water, plain old tap water out of the sink. Create the spell. Think of everything you're letting go with it. You've already carved it. Light that candle, put it on that bowl of water and watch those cords cut as it floats beautifully around that little bowl of water, you will actually feel it. When the, the candle dies, goes down, burns out, you toss it or properly dispose of it. Throw out the water, it, that's not sacred ground, but you will feel the emotional ties cut because all those cords we talk about are emotion. So best, easiest, cheapest, funnest way to get rid of stuff is go get yourself some floating candles. Magic is everywhere. You just have to float it sometimes. Hey everybody, this is Patty Negri. Welcome to the witching hour. Yep, that hour of the day when the veil is thin and magic happens. We have some kind of wild magic for you today. All the way from the woods in Washington somewhere, I have author, occultist, witch, tantric master, werewolf. I could go on and on and on. You may recognize him because he's been once on before and I rarely bring back people twice, but let me reintroduce Denny Sargent. Thank you, Denny. Thank you so much, Patty. I'm really happy to be on your show again. I had so much fun last time. I am so glad. And now if everybody, for those who are not watching it on video and getting it on audio, if you hear all sorts of wonderful noises and birds and things, 
it's real. He is outside in the woods as well he should be. And it, it looks like a fake background for those of us who could see it, but it's not. No, it's my wish. These trees are uh, between one and 200 years old and my dog will be barking. The crows are going, yeah, it's a thing. Perfection. I love it. Um, so anyway, last time we were talking about you, were ta we were talking about your werewolf books, which are great and you teaching at my school, but you have a new book out, very different, right? I do. Um, my new book is uh, completely different from what I've been doing, but I've been working on this book on the side for about 25 to 30 years. It's called Tantra for All. Um, while I have been involved in lots of other things, I'm a third degree Welsh tread witch. Uh, I'm involved in other occult groups and things. I pretty much do everything in the esoteric world because I'm, I'm one of those people and I just like to have fun. But um, my, my nightly, my nightly work, my nightly meditation is a tantric one. And I've been doing that for many decades now, probably 20, 20, 30 decades. It's, that's the one thing I do. That's, that's the one practice I do every single day. Um, and I've been very blessed to be uh, um, given the, the, the lineage, been given the, the initiation into what's called the Adi Nat Sampradaya. Sampradaya means a lineage. And the Nat, the Nat means Lord. Uh, the original Lord, not is Shiva, but the not the not sampradaya, the not lineage goes back thousands of years. Um, we actually have it all charted out, and how it came down. So I'm very lucky to have gotten it in 1980. I was a clueless punk rocker in New York, and I really didn't know what I was doing. But it turned out to be an incredibly uh, important part of my life. And Dadaji, uh, th there's been some turmoil in the in the lineage. Um, I moved to Japan and Dadaji wrote, wrote me religiously and I wrote him religiously and he said, look, stay out of all the politics. This is what I want you to do. Uh, mm -hmm. your, your job is to try to make Tantra understandable and palatable to normal Americans because right now probably people think, you know, it's too complex or weird or esoteric. So for about 25, almost 30 years, I've been so, sort of plugging away at it, writing it, rewriting it, rewriting it. It's finally out. And I, it's just like having a baby. I'm like, oh my God, thank God it's finally out. That's uh, beautiful. So yeah, what is Tantra? So if, my, if everybody listening or watching is going, I've heard the word and we know it's something sexy. What is this? So now that this is your job in the world to explain it to regular <laughs> old Americans, what is Tantra? Well, first of all, most of the tantric books out there are about sex because sex sells in America because we're kind of a puritanical culture that you know, are obsessed with sex. Tantra means weave, to weave. It has a couple of variant uh, translations from the Sanskrit, but to weave is my favorite one. It also means a star, but Tantra is essentially the oldest strata of magic and religion in the Indian subcontinent. It's, it, it, it's, it, root, it comes out of the Mohenjo-Dara culture, otherwise known as the Harappan culture, which, ex which was prehistoric. We don't know much about it, but we do know that it, it was about five to 10,000 years old. It keeps, the, the date keeps getting pushed back. And these were the original indigenous people of, of um, what, what is now India and Pakistan. Wow. And over, the, over thousands of years, people came down from uh, the north. These were, this was the quote unquote Aryan invasion or migration. And these were very different people. They were the people of the steppes people, people um, who had a very strict hierarchical 
sort of a sky sky based religion. Uh, they had different deities, and they came down and kind of conquered and took over. Um, or it, it's hard to say whether there was a conquest or whether there was just a, 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 a slow takeover. But but what we call Hinduism today is a mishmash of a lot of these different things together. The Tantra is the oldest thing. Tantra, in my mind, means magic. It's not a religion. Hinduism, which the Indians don't use that word, they use it sanatana dharma. And that just means uh, it's like a religious philosophy. So Tantra is not so much a religious, it's not a religious, it's, not, it's, it's a philosophical thing, I suppose. But it's really about magic. And a lot of the things that were brought in from Tantra, from the, from the Harappan and, and Mohenjo-daro cultures, uh, were taken into Hinduism. Um, so some of the deities were, for example, Shiva they, was, was sort of suppressed and Kali was suppressed in a way as these other deities came in, but they couldn't, they couldn't get rid of them and they became, they still were and still are very important deity forms. But uh, the tantric view of these deities is very different. Then, and also the idea of, a, of like a hierarchy and of untouchables and Brahmins and all that stuff that's in, that's in Hinduism. Um, is not part of Tantra at all. When, when a bunch of Tantrics sit around together, they are all equal. It doesn't matter what caste they are or who's a Brahmin or who's, who's an untouchable. That, that is completely left out. So it's, it's a very different kind of thing and it's, it's more of a philosophy and a magical system than it is anything else. Um, as, as a whole, Tantrics believe that we are divine, we are God, and the deity forms that we work with are, 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 are also gods, but we don't, we, we work with them as equals in a sense. Um, it's not, it's kind of similar to the craft in many ways. I mean, I was more into Celtic, my, my witchcraft training was all, was more Celtic and Welsh and Celtic stuff. But the idea that we are equal, that we, we are divine, uh, and therefore we can work directly with the gods. Uh, and that's that's pretty much what I do every night is I do a meditation and I invoke the gods, spirits, ancestors, gurus, elementals, genus, loci, and all wild things that play. And then I invoke, I, I honor the gurus and I, I honor, I honor uh, a lot of things. And then I may do a work, I may do work with Shiva, I may do work with, with Kali, I may do work with uh, Lakshmi who brings money and wealth. I may, or I may just simply, every, every night recently I've just been, in, uh, keeping it open to the divine, uh, and then 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 I go into a deep trance state, I guess, and then I work with my Atman, my my holy guardian, uh, my guardian spirit, as Dadaji calls it. And so once I have that connection with my inner self, and Tantra helps with all that, then I listen to what my inner self has to say. I listen to what my my holy guardian spirit has to say, and he usually just gives me a lot of grief. <laughs> you're not doing this and why are you doing this and you're partying too much and you know and, and and i have you know post-it notes full of like what i should be doing right so i that kind of gives you a general idea of what it is sort of. uh, so it sounds like it's very much a meditation based practice that takes you elsewhere yeah it, meditation is definitely a, a major part of it everybody needs to be working in order to get centered and get to start to work with these divine forces, you've got to meditate and you've got to push your ego to the side. And it's getting, it gets better and better after 30 years of doing this that I'm able to do that. But really, it's also about joy and ecstasy. 
and and sexuality is of course a part of it it's just not an obsessive compulsive part of it <laughs> you know it's 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 a free open uh, way of working magic that doesn't that there's no taboos um a lot of the a lot of the uh a lot of the the hindu texts we don't really work with so the vedas for example which are extremely ancient and come and come from the north um, um dadaji our guru Sri guru dev dadaji mahindranath honor to him he 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 said you know he, he says point blank we are not vedic we are avedic avedic means we are not part of we don't have holy books the closest thing we have is the tantras which are extremely old and a, a lot of them have not been translated yet so some of the some of the not some of the lineage people that i that i am in touch with are actually Sanskrit scholars and are translating still these tantras that are thou that you know like a thousand years old, um, two thousand years old, some of them, because nobody really cared about them. But the tantras are books of magic. It, it's it's almost always Shiva and Shakti, the god and goddess, right? And everything in tantra is Shiva and Shakti, yin and yang, however you want to see it. And the tantras are usually Shiva is talking to Shakti and saying, "Oh, let me tell you something important. It's something esoteric." And then some of them are Shakti saying to Shiva, Shiva, you really need to pay attention. I got stuff to tell you. So it's more about magic and it's done in a conversation. Um, and then we take, we take these things and slowly but surely work with them and find them as they're successful. Um, these things are very, very ancient and there's something very powerful about having a lineage that goes all the way back, uh, technically to Shiva, but I don't know. Um, yeah, that, that sounds wonderful, but so it sounds very, it's like a philosophy, at least in getting to know the deities, and right. things. but the, and that in itself is magic, but does it come into tangible form in, how does it come into tangible form versus Shiva Shakti, this is what you should do and bad right. day and good yeah, day. Yeah. Those, those <laughs> are just the texts, but what those texts encode, what those tenders encode is what to do and how yeah. to get stuff done. So it's, it's closer to, to the craft. Than, than do a lot of things, but, but it's it's about like, so we have a there's a word that is not used in Hinduism, but it's very popular at least in my in my tantric world. It's svechacharya. Svechacharya says do your true will, and that's the only real rule that we have. You have to you have to find you have to connect with your holy guardian spirit. You have to connect with your higher self instead of like waiting for it to come down or going up to heaven. No, it's here now. It's right here now. You connect with that. You meditate. You center yourself, and then you do what it what it is you're supposed to be doing in this world. And apparently, I'm supposed to be writing books. So, so that's that's what I do. I, I you know, but, but we do a lot of magic too. For so, oh my goodness, I could go on and on. there goes my dog. It's okay. Oh uh, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be barking. There's crows, and yeah, he's he's barking at the crows. So there you go. It's okay. <laughs> so, okay. so okay you get your message what you're supposed to do how how does it help you in your day-to-day -day, both your your mundane life your right i'm denny i live on planet earth gravity you know regular body how does it help your day-to-day -day life in lots of different ways i mean sometimes i'll for example I, i'm a big fan of ganesh Everybody's a big fan of Ganesh. I'm sure you're a fan of Ganesh. I'm a fan of Ganesh. Every single cultist I know has Ganesh somewhere. That they don't get involved in tantra at all, but they're into Ganesh. And I, you know, I, you know, especially I was in the hospital last year, and I was I was chanting to Ganesh all the time for a very specific reason: get me out of here and make sure everything's okay. 
and they thought some horrible things were happening with me and they ended up having two heart surgeries but everything everything was okay everything went through and i i really doing lots and lots of work with ganesh i think got me through a very difficult situation now people can say what they want but whether whether we want to believe that the god ganesh did it or that my will focusing on this deity form got me through it so and and you know i do different i i do magic for people i do healing um, I sit at my I sit at my altar and I'll I'll take you in and show you the altar if you want because it's it's really it's really yeah. like it's big. I that, would love uh, that. Yes. Okay. I'll I'll take you in in a minute. I'll take you in a minute. But okay. um, so so for example, this goddess here, yeah, this is a tantric goddess and you don't see her in India very much. Her name is Lalita Tripurasundari, and she's essentially an erotic goddess, but it's not it's not just a sexual goddess. She's a goddess connected with women on a very deep, powerful level. And her, her powers change as the lunar cycle changes. So there are these texts that are incredibly complicated, as complicated as any occult book I've ever seen, which say that, okay, on the first day of the new moon, th there is a deity, there's, there's a form of her, there is, there is magic you can and should do, there's healing you can and should do. It's, a, it's like a grimoire of spells. And each day she comes in her own form and channels that particular energy. I mean, I'm just telling you one tiny little piece of tantra, but there's, we're, there's tons of stuff. And what I wanted to do with this book is say, look, I know this looks crazy and it looks really complicated to people who aren't into it. So my, my editor, bless his soul, <laughs> does not know any very little about tantra so i had to i had to do 11 rewrites <laughs> because he kept saying well this is great but i still don't understand and I realized, okay i've got to rewrite it and rewrite it so this book is really for people who know nothing about tantra it starts with this is where it is this is where it started and then i work through every single thing in in a very simple comprehensive way and i know because my editor if he thought that it was at all complicated said you rewrite 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 and so I did, which is why it took years to get done. But I'm very proud of it. Everybody I've handed it to who doesn't know anything about it has picked it up and said, oh, it's really readable. It really makes sense. A friend of mine, she just called me and said, I don't like reading these books and I'm already halfway through it. So, so you must be doing something right. Good. It's so not like your other books, Daddy. <laughs> I like your other books. I don't know this one yet. I will. Um, so again, I get it. So it helps you. You got you through uh, illness, physical illness and things. And I help people. Okay. You, I'll give you, I'll give you a good example. Why do I want to read this book? Why okay. do we want to learn? All right. I'll give you a really good example. Yeah. So one of the goddesses I work with is Lakshmi and mm -hmm. Lakshmi is the goddess of, of wealth and prosperity and all sorts of all those sorts of things. She's actually much older. She used to be the wife of Shiva and then, when the when the Aryans came in, they they made her the wife of Vishnu. So, but that's that's a very simple. I'll show you more pictures at the altar. But that's a very simple image of Lakshmi. Okay, okay and she's like sweetness and light. Uh, my my one uh, the one thing I warn people about if they work with Lakshmi is you'll you'll gain weight because she's uh -huh. the mom and she always gives you everything and all of a sudden people give you desserts. And but once I start working with the, like I see my the deities I work with as like my friends. You know, they're my buddies. And so when I need something, uh, and I'll give you this example. When, when um, my, my ex-wife and I were together, we, we 
traveled a lot, we did a lot. And one of the things we did long, long ago was try to find a house, right? And, and we really wanted to get out of an apartment. And so we did a big Lakshmi ritual. And, and we said, you know, Lakshmi, you know, you're the goddess who brings us things like food and home and, and prosperity. We need a house. And we're driving down the street and all of a sudden we see this little tiny red house and we drive by it like, oh, wow, that's so cute. And just as we're driving by, the woman put her for rent sign in the window. So we and then and went in and we we ended up in that house for years. Right? OK, so we were there until we got it. I got I was like, OK, we need to make more money. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing work with Ganesh. And all of a sudden I get an offer to live in Japan. And 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 she also was teaching ESL. And, and I said, well, I'll, I'll come to Japan if you also hire my wife. And they did. So we both we both got a free apartment in downtown Tokyo. We were both working. Right. We get to Tokyo and there's our apartment building and it's red. OK, just track this, track the red. OK, so so, you know, <laughs> then once we come back, we're like, okay, we had saved enough money to put down on a house. So we went looking for a house and then, no, we don't want this one, don't want this one, don't want this one. We finally like, oh, this one sounds really good. We get there, guess cut what color it was. Red. <laughs> Red. Okay. <laughs> so so the, this this happened. And then we we our, my son is autistic and we needed to buy a group home and we buy, you know, we, we're going in with another couple and we're looking and I'm, we're like, okay, they, they're like, oh, we found the perfect place. It's the perfect price. And we go there and it was red <laughs> no. i've never even seen a red house i mean maybe once i know right and and so lakshmi is almost always shown wearing red and so and each time and each time we had done we had asked her we said look we need this and then she boom here it is so that's that's magic and that's a good example of if you have a good relationship with your deities they'll help you out shiva will help you do magic Shiva, if you work with him and you're really you're really dedicated, help you do magic, help help you figure stuff out, understand things, how to meditate. He's the one who meditates and sits there and, and like, you know, he emanates. In in Tantra, Shiva is the center point of all of everything. And he mostly just sort of hangs out and meditates, but he keeps everything centered. But everything in the universe, all the magic, all the power is the goddess, is 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 Shakti. Shakti means energy, flow, uh, power. Um, everything is Shakti, but Shiva keeps it centered. Without without Shiva, everything is chaos. Without without Shakti, everything is 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 stagnant. So the two, think of them as yin and yang. The two the two in various forms do that. So all goddesses are Shakti, you know, like Kali, who I use if someone's giving me a hard time, or or she helps she helps with very difficult things and and helps us get through things and understand things. She, she's a potent, powerful goddess. She's also the protector. Like she's of, of my lineage, she is the protector. If anybody messes with me, I can just call on her and say, you know, this has got to stop. Or my son, to protect my son. But uh, so all these different goddesses, Shakti and, 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 and Kali and Tripura Sundari, and there's so many others, Parvati, they're all one goddess. They're all Shakti. They're all primordial energy and all the other gods are Shiva. Shiva is the center point. So it's very simplistic and very ancient. But so I, I, I mean, I work with them all the time. If I need something, uh, uh, the gods will work with me and I'll say, look, I'm really, I'm getting sick and I don't want to get sick. And they'll be, and you know, I'll see who pops up and says, you know, Ganesh might say something or, 
or, or Lakshmi might say something or Tri-Person Dari might say, you need to do this. I'll sit and meditate and open up and say, okay, okay, guys, you know, what do I do? And, and they'll step in because they're my pals, you know? That's good. I like, I like working with deity versus under or worse. I, I don't. Right. They're not here. They're right here. You know, they're right here. So <laughs> how does, does it work with, or is there a conflicts working? Do you still have other occult practices, pagan practices? Yeah. Practice it? Do they yeah. bind, work together? Do they're fine. I mean, when I, like, for example, uh, on the, on, I'd still do the, the, the high holy days, you know, I still do llamas and so in and all that. I mean, I still do all the, the, the fire festivals, etc., and I often invoke Pan, um, but I don't have an issue because the, the earliest image of, of Shiva is a horn god. I don't know if you've ever seen this. I'll show you on my altar. The from Mohenjo-daro, probably, you know, six six seven thousand years old, is a small seal, and he has giant bull horns, and and he's surrounded by other animals, and he's sitting just like just like Kernanos, like this. So, so the earliest, the earliest aspect of Shiva is, is Pashupati Nat. Pashupati Nat means Lord of Animals. So I don't have any, like Pan and Shiva doesn't have, don't have a problem. My pagan and my pagan deities, you know, like say I invoke Gaia, right? Let's say I invoke Gaia for, for my high holy day, whatever it is, um, you know, June, June 21st, you know, all that. Uh, I'll invoke Gaia or I'll invoke other deities, but Gaia is, is Ma. Gaia is the Earth Mother. You know, and Lakshmi originally was the Earth Mother, so nobody, everybody gets along. <laughs> but there's there's some cool gods like Hanuman, the monkey god that we is that aren't really in witchcraft. And Hanuman does a lot of wonderful things. He he buffs you up, he helps you out, he gives you strength and confidence. I mean, so there's a you know these deity forms have been around for thousands of years. So there's a lot of mana to them. There's a lot of energy to them. And uh, as a tantric, I don't have to go up the ladder. Like in India, when I went to temples, it's the Brahmin sits up there, just like a Catholic priest sits up there. You sit down there and he does all the ritual. And then he blesses the prasad, which is like the Eucharist. It's, it's, it's cakes, cakes or fruit. And then, and then it comes down and then we all get to take, you know, some of the prasad. So it's just like going to mass, right? Tantra like, no, no, me, gods, we are, we're there. When I, I, I invoke, I offer them food. And then we eat, we, I, then I say, this is what I want, you know, and then, and then I eat some of the food and then the people in my group take some of the food and each one holds up what's called the arty tray with a candle and all this stuff with the food. Once we've invoked the God and goddess, um, I probably should step back and say a little bit more of that because it's not so different from witchcraft. Okay. Now, now my coven in New York, we did drawing down the moon. And I'm, you know exactly what that is. Yes. So, so that that is exactly the same as as tantra. In except we don't do it for just the moon goddess. We do it for all the deities. So we have an image on our, the altar, and and in a minute I'm going to take you in, and I'll show you. We have an image on the altar. So whatever when we're doing a puja, puja just means a ritual, a magical ritual. So when we're doing a puja, let's say to Lakshmi. Well, I will have the whole altar set up for a Lakshmi with flowers and, and food and everything, just an honor that deity, right? Then we do a whole, we do her mantra, you know, Om Hring Shring Lakshmi Namaswaha, or whatever. And we'll, we have a whole ritual that we do. And there's a, it's a very ancient ritual process. And I go through it and explain it step by step how each puja should be done. You should do this first, then this first. You always start by invoking Ganesh. 
before you even start the ritual because he removes obstacles. And then we, then we say, as we start, we say a mea culpa, like if we screw up, we're sorry. You know? So there's a whole way of doing this. It's been around forever and ever, and it works really well. And then once, once, once the deity, we've invoked the deity and we've done some drumming or we've done whatever we need to do, we, we bring the deity into the image, the murti. Murti is what they call it. It could be a, a picture or it could be a statue. And there's a whole way of doing it. And once the, once the, the deity is there, once Lakshmi is there, it's very, very, it's just like drawing down the moon. Everybody in that room knows exactly that it's there. Like all of a sudden the whole room gets lit up by the deity is sitting there. And once the deity is there, we're like, we're like, hey, what's up? Hey, hey, we're going to give you some food. We're going to give you some music. And we would like you to find us an apartment. Or, and, and so and it's quid pro quo. You know, Lakshmi's happy that we've called her down. We're giving her all this stuff. We're giving her lots of love. We're having fun. And then, then we ask her, can you please do this for us? And she's like, yeah, okay, we can do that. I mean, as much as possible, some things, some things the gods are like, yeah, you're going to have to wait on that one, or let's try something a little bit different. Um, it's not like doing a casting a spell where, you know, it's more like you're asking. You're asking mom, you know, can, you, can I have this? And they, they rarely say no, but sometimes they say, you're not quite ready for that yet, or it's not, the, the stars have to align in a certain way for that to happen, you know? And then we, we, we hang out and we party with the deity for like quite a while. We play, we play drums, we chant, we laugh, we, we smoke some ganja. It's perfectly legal here, so I can talk about it. But, um, and, and Shiva is the god of marijuana. I don't know if you know that, but if you, if you just type in, type in Shiva smoking pot and you'll see all the images of, of Shiva. Shiva, it is his sacred, it's his wine, it's his sacred thing. So it's perfect. It's part of our ritual, actually, if it's legal, wherever you are. But um, we often people who don't smoke, it just light it up and hold it up to Shiva because that's his thing. So we do all this stuff and our pujas last. When I had a group, I had a, a kula means family. I had a group for quite a while until until uh, the divorce kind of threw things. But I, I have people coming up and I'm doing pujas now. Um, the pujas could last anywhere from three to six hours. <laughs> Cause we're having fun and we party with the God, you know, and we're laughing and we're joking and we're, and, and it's just, it's just the whole room is like lit up, you know, it's like a really good witchcraft circle, right? Where everybody's like having cake and, you know, partying and chanting and yeah. And so, and then we, we close down, we end and we say, thank you so much. And, 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 and the deity, the deity is, is, is leaves in a positive way. And then the place is a complete wreck and I have to spend the next day cleaning. <laughs> oh wow um that, it sounds fabulous it sounds good it sounds again very hand in hand with so you had mentioned your your inner god or your, a different terminology than right. we use in pagan circles is that have an alignment to deck different words to the same sure, sure. In, in 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 tantra they use the term atman atman means your soul your spirit okay when you die what moves forward it's that, right? And so, and, and, and I'll say this, in India and in Tantra, um, it's extremely important. I mean, most people, and probably more or less including myself, believe in reincarnation. And if you believe in reincarnation, you have to believe in karma. And, and if, you, if you follow that, then it, it makes sense that our soul is eternal, right? Our spirit is eternal. But unlike other religions where it's like, well, the soul is eternal and that's it. Well, what, what Tantra says is the whole point of being on this planet 
is to evolve so that the next time you come back, you're at a higher point, higher spiritual level. And, and, then, and then that's the whole idea. So, so one reason I'm meditating every night is to grow and get rid of things that are negative in, you know, all the stuff that society and my parents and school and everything dumped on me and just become a better, kinder, more together person. And uh, I mean, it's hard, it's hard work, but it's, it's what tantras for. Like if you're, if you're a tantric, sure, you want to get red houses and stuff, but you want to, you want to evolve and you want to become a holier person. The goal is to, be, is to reach samadhi or a state of, of consciousness and union with the infinite. Well, I don't know if I'm going to make it to that, <laughs> but I am, I'm, I'm a better, wiser, sharper, nicer person than I was. And I've, I've learned a bit. Um, there's a thing called the, in terms of the thing called the five kleshas, which is what you're working on. And it's, it's ignorance, ego, attraction, repulsion, and fear of death. And those are the things you spend lifetimes working on. Like not, like not being, a, not being, pulled this way or that by attraction or repulsion, pushing your ego, being able to push your ego to the side. So it's not running your life because that's not really who you are. You you are your Atman. You are your, you are your light, your star. You know, you, you are a higher being, but your ego, your ego is a good thing. It helps us survive, helps us, you know, talk and buy things and go to work, but it's not who we are. You know, when I, when I die, that ego is going to be gone. This person's going to be gone. So then we'll... wow, I love it. I love it. It now I'm seeing why I would want to read that book and party with the gods and get a red house. <laughs> <laughs> or in your case, I don't know, maybe a silver house. I don't know. It could be whatever you want. Light yellow, like mine. Oh I yeah, you know what? House. I have a light yellow house, little wooden 1920s bungalow. <laughs> okay, my house, my house is yellow. See, we have the same. Yay. This is more woodsy. I like it. it makes this is, sense. This is after the divorce. And I, I was like, I was in an apartment. I was like, I need to get out of this apartment. And it wasn't, I wasn't working directly with Lakshmi, but I was, I was working with all the gods. I said, look, I need out of this apartment. I need a house. And I kept getting, I kept doing tarot because I do, I mixed that in with, with my, I mean, I mix stuff together. Cause I, I kept doing my meditation and pulling and I was really miserable and I didn't like this apartment. And, and I kept getting the sun card and I'm like, I'm like, no, things are not chipper, not nice. And I, but I kept getting it over and over again. And then, then I, out of the blue through a friend of a friend, I got, I got, I rented this house. And when I came up here, I was like, <laughs> and it's called this neighborhood's called victory Heights. Right. Which is like very solar. Anyway. I love I it. I love it. Funny. Yeah. It's, um. Do you want to see the altar? I do. Show us your altar for the, all those of us who are on video. Okay. And those of you who are on audio and not video, you can see the video on my YouTube page. Um, you eventually will be able to see it at paraflix.com. Otherwise, use your beautiful imagination and see what we're going to look at. Just remember that I'm attractive, thin, and have wavy black hair. <laughs> Unless you're watching this, then you know I'm lying. Okay, so that's that's this is my my altar. Um, Beautiful. I can I can kind of show you a few yeah. of the things, but you Please can. See. Yes. Let's start with Ganesh, who's down here. I've got I've got like a condo. I've got multiple layers of my altar. Um, I had a tantric initiation here um, over the weekend, so there's a lot more flowers and stuff. But 
That's that's Ganesh. That's uh, from Bali, and I, he's been with me for quite a while. Um, and you'll also see down here that's a Shivalinga. Shivalinga is almost always seen uh, in tantric on tantric altars. It represents, you know, most obviously the male and female um, mm -hmm. forms, but it it it's a lot. There's a lot more to it than that. Um, and then I'll just sort of introduce you to some of my friends, aside from Ganesh. So um, on this side, it's going to be hard for me to do this, but I think I can pull it off. On this side, so there's Ganesh in the middle. Okay, let me see if I can do this without making things too crazy. So that's Ganesh. Um, then on this side is the goddess Tripura Sundari. And because I'm a tantric, that she's one of the main deities that I do. She's like the goddess of magic, among other things. Um, so that's Tripura Sundari. I don't know. Am I am I getting this well? It's hard. Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay, all right. And there's another red image of Tripura Sundari. Um, this there's my beautiful Kali statue. Um, I have a picture of my son right here because I'm always. Uh, at the end of every puja, I, I honor him and, and hope for the best for him. Um, this is Lakshmi. This is my Lakshmi statue. I have two of them, but they're hard to see. Uh, and I, work, I obviously work with her a lot. I have my book um, on the middle of the altar because, well, you know, why not? I'd like it to sell. Um, I always have flowers. I always have fruit. Um, I'm always making offerings. And this 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 is a very interesting form of the god. Uh, it's called it's called Ahardnishvara. And it kind of is very topical. Um, the 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 tantric myth, the Hindu and tantric myth, is that the god and goddess loved each other so much that they merged into one deity. And that's Ahardnishvara. You can see he's on the blue side, he's half Shiva and half. Shakti, right? Half God yes. and goddess. And it just makes so much nowadays with, with all conversations about trans people and so on. It's a good reminder, and I like it here because it's a reminder that all of us are both male and female. All of us, as Jung said, are anima and animus. All of us have male and female elements and are, you know, and that uh, our physical body is less important than our spiritual selves. Um, so this, I don't know if you can see it. Let me see. If, I'll see if I can take it off the wall. Um, this, this is the oldest image of Shiva. Wow. And you can see he's got horns. Oh, yeah. And he's surrounded by animals. And it's a cylinder seal. So this, this is a clay copy. But, and I got to see the original in India at the museum. And I was really, I was really honored to be able to do that. Because he, he's... We view we view the gods that we work with as primal, as opposed to the slicker, more you know, money oriented. Um, that's kind of that image right there is kind of what Shiva is popular as today. This is a really good image of Shiva too. I like this particular one because uh, he's very primal and he's very um, he's he's an avidut, meaning he he's he has nothing to do with uh religious stuff he just sits and meditates but i, I kind of like his wild his wild uh, primordialness um there are many many forms of 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 uh of shiva i mean this little photo you can see down here 
that photo is a Bhairav, who's kind of a more ferocious aspect. And that was, I took that in Nepal, uh, where there's this, it's a huge statue when you go into Durbar Square, one of the main squares. And this is the, the, the guru who, who uh, uh, passed the lineage on to, to those of us in the West and has passed away. That's Sri Guru Dev Dadaji Mahendranath. So he's up here. One of my one of my favorite things that I have on here is the Sasquatch Shiva. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of Sasquatches, and Shiva like is this sort of wild man who is either wanders around naked or or doesn't he doesn't care about you know anything in particular, and I just love the, the Sasquatch Shiva. Oh, so, I like that. Yes. So that's the whole thing. I have another temple in my bedroom, so when I'm lazy, I can do my meditation in bed. But uh, that pretty much covers it, I think. That's beautiful. Well, Thank I'm you. sure you've inspired many as you have inspired me. And it sounds like it's going to start out with a copy of your book and learning to meet the deities themselves with the oh, med meditative process. I'll so. show you two more images because I think you'll get a kick out of it. So that's an image of Lakshmi. Um, but I want you, she's, so the, she's like, I call her the witchcraft Lakshmi. Because if you look at her, you know, she's holding a jar, which indicates wealth. But if you look down at her feet, her varana, every, every deity in Tantra and Hindu has a varana or an animal. Um, I don't know how to say it, an animal adjunct. And if you notice, it's, it's an owl. Mm -hmm. And then this is an old Shiva from uh, Nepal. But what's interesting about the owl is that on the newer Lakshmi, she, they're, they're not, they don't show her. Really? No, not at all. In fact, it took me a long time to find that image. Um, and I knew her Varana was an owl, but even when you look it up online, it doesn't often say that because she predated um, Vishnu. And, and now, nowadays, like in Hinduism, when you go to a temple, uh, Lakshmi is sort of subordinate to Vishnu, like they're always together. And so he, she's now just the wife, right? But you look at that, you look at that image and like, no, she was the earth mother and her wisdom came from the owl, you know? And, and so, yeah, I mean, she had way more mojo than, than she's given credit for. I love that. Your dog is making my dog bark now. I like it. Ah, chaos. We love chaos. Yeah. All right. Well, yes, Willow says hello. And um, so uh, I, time is flying. So tell people where they can find you on the internet, on social media, where they can get your book, some of the other, anything you have coming up. Well, you have it right there, but it's DennySargentAuthor.com, B-E-N-N-Y-S-A-R-G-E-N-T, author, A-U-T-H-O-R.com. Uh, you could also use feralmagic.com or werewolfmagic.com, and they all go to my 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 place there. But also, people can go find me on Facebook if they want to talk to me. I'm really open. I have an author page called Denny Sergeant Author uh, uh, .com. Excuse me, Denny Sergeant Author uh, on Facebook. So I have a separate uh, page just for people because a lot of werewolf magic people have been talking to me, and we've been chatting a lot. But I'm happy to talk about anything. Um, and, and if people want to just friend me or they just want to talk to me, they can through just Denny Sargent. I'm the Denny Sargent that's in the desert. <laughs> it's, a picture, it's a picture of me with the, the Sahara Desert behind me. Uh, okay. That sounds good. Um, and you teach at University Magicus. You've got some classes coming up. My dude, Tantra. Yeah, I've been, I'm, I'm like the third, thank you. I'm, thank you for this. You're really good. <laughs> I'm terribly disorganized. No. Oh my God. 
Bonus, stop. Uh, he's not going to, sorry. Um, so, um, yes, I'm on the fourth, I think fourth uh, class now. And uh, uh, it's 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 been excellent. I've been really, really enjoying it. I didn't expect that to happen. Uh, I'm working, I'm working through this book. I'm working through this book in sequence for those classes. So people can, you know, have a much calmer, more relaxed, you know, you know me. This is this is a book. This is me. This is, so I, people are like, well, what's a yantra? And I'm like, oh, I'll show you what a yantra is, you know. And let's talk about it. Last time we were talking about Om and why it why it was Om and what was important about it and all these sorts of things. But yeah, I, I mean, you know, like that's a yantra, right? And most people they they see them or people have them on like flags, but people don't understand that they're machines. They're, they are important magical devices, just like in witchcraft, a, a pantacle is. The yantra, each god or goddess has a yantra. So placing things on that yantra and invoking that deity empowers whatever you're putting on it. So it's mad. It's all about magic. So yantras and mantras are like, like each deity has a mantra. Like Lakshmi, Lakshmi has, a, has many mantras, but she has a bija mantra of vibration, which is shring. So even just saying, shring brings brings the goddess of wealth and i'm doing that for everybody right now who is listening shring i love it shring shring and yeah and her her bija mantra is hring right and then kali's is kring you know and so there's a whole science to it that is really ancient and it's really cool magic um and the fact that it's been used for thousands of years like like i find really powerful Right. Like this, this goddess Lakshmi has been invoked with the vibration shring for, you know, thousands of years. So when when, you know, it's like ringing a bell when we call on her, she she's she's right there. You know, I don't have to think about it deeply. So okay. there's a lot more to it. But anyway, that's enough of all okay, that. No, no, no. This is beautiful. This is a great introduction. You guys check him out. Denny Sargent, Denny Sargent, author, Facebook, Instagram, get his book. I'll, I I can't wait to get this one. His other ones are fabulous. So thank you for bringing your magic to the world. Thank you, Patty. You are a delightful, wonderful, intelligent, vivacious person. I really, really enjoy it. You're, you're probably my favorite podcast person ever. Thank so, you. Yeah. Shring. Yeah, let's all let's all get some prosperity. I like that. I'm gonna go shring away. It's like pre-Beavis and Butthead. It's like <laughs> May you do astoundingly well on every level. And me too, why not? You know, and 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 the and the person who's running the show too. <laughs> and everybody watching. May and everybody watching, everybody listening. So you got it. We've got it. We got magic. We've we, got we always it. we always end with the will to love is the law to live. Ong Shanti Shiva Shakti. Ong Shanti Shiva Shakti. Ong Shanti Shiva Shakti. May everything come to you. <laughs>